Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Happy New Year to everybody and welcome to 2024. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of using cash for purchases versus using a debit or credit card. Um, I was on LinkedIn over the weekend and just kind of you know reading through some posts, and I saw an interesting article, um, and it was actually posted by another financial planner, and it talked about kind of the value of a dollar if when you're using cash versus a credit card machine. And you know, kind of had you know various different pictures of different dollar denominations. And you know, basically, if you took a fifty dollars bill and you went down to the grocery store and you handed that fifty dollars bill over to that business owner or to that store, uh, that fifty dollars bill remains that uh, in its original form. And then that that shop owner can take that fifty dollars down the block and use it to buy, you know, dinner for their family or groceries or whatever it may be. Um, and but as long as that fifty dollars bill continues to be spent in cash, it retains its original value, its structure. Um, and he was comparing that to every time we use a credit card. So a lot of times you use a credit card or debit card. Uh, you you know if the cost of the item you buy is fifty dollars, you pay fifty dollars. But uh, the money kind of flows through the credit card processing machines and the banks take small fees um, that are deducted before the the net proceeds go to the business owner. So if you paid fifty dollars for something and there was a three percent processing fee, the bank takes their dollar and fifty cents and forty eight dollars and fifty cents is sent over to. Uh, the merchant that you you use. So that $48.50 that the merchant nets, they then take and they use their credit card to buy something from one of their vendors. And the process continues over and over and over again. And according to the article, he did the math and said, if you did this over 30 or 40 different transactions, you know, ultimately the net, that original $50 bill you started with would only be worth $5. Uh, and it kind of summarizes the idea of using cash to support local businesses so that they can keep more of the the the, the funds in their in their pocket and kind of the the importance of of uh, what that extra kind of small percentage points can mean to a small business owner over time. Um, and over the course of a year, if you're a, a, a vendor who's doing a couple hundred thousand dollars in sales, one percent, two percent, three percent can make a significant difference. Um, and he kind of monetized that to the value of the business. So um, it got me thinking about, okay, well, is is cash uh, or credit better for the business? But also from a financial planning standpoint, is it better for the consumer? So, you know, we all want to support local businesses and we want, you know, our communities to thrive. Um, but we also have to be thinking about ourselves first. So I thought I'd break down from my perspective, the difference of using cash versus using credit. Um, and also from the business owner's perspective, um, you know, what, you know, kind of their planning might look like. Um, because if you are a small business owner and 90% of your transactions are flowing through a credit card processor, and let's take a restaurant, for example, you know, most of us, when we go out to dinner, we just put the credit card down or the debit card down at the end of the meal. We don't even think about it. We sign the tip and off we go. Um, so if that's most of your business, your prices are most likely going to reflect that fee. So uh, if, uh, you know, if the meal costs $50, the cost of each of those items, you know, the hopefully the business owner has figured out, hey, I'm going to be probably paying about 3% in fees for most of this food. Uh, so I'm going to increase the cost of my services by 3% to cover that fee. 
And you know, a lot of co- a lot of groups do that because sometimes when you go to the gas pump, it says if you're paying in cash, you pay a lower amount, or if you're paying for these services in cash, they lower the the purchase price. So, you know, that's evident in a lot of businesses that, that offer a cash as a payment. They give the consumer the discount. They don't necessarily keep the extra funds. Um, so, as far as the argument of you know using credit to support business. I'm not sure if that is, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think most business owners have planned accordingly for that as, as it's become more the norm. Uh, but I wanted to kind of talk more about the uh, kind of the psychology of using cash versus credit um, and how it affects people's purchasing power, their 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 purchasing habits and, and more of their decision making. So I personally, I try not to carry cash. I like using my credit card and I'll give you the examples of why I like using a credit card versus cash. Um, first of all, the credit card for me is, is it simple? It's nice and clean. It fits in my wallet. I take it out. Most of the places I shop accept it. And, uh, I know, um, that, you know, I'm typically not spending more than I have in the bank. So I know I'm going to be able to pay the bill off at the end of each month. And what it allows me to do is make my purchases. And at the end of the month, I get a nice summary of everything I spent. So if I try to remember, you know, where some of those dollars went, I have a very nice, clear itemized list. And then once a month, I have to write one check or you know pay one bill online for all of the purchase throughout the year. So I'm not constantly having to balance my 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 checkbook or balance my bank statement against the debit card purchases. I know that you know I'm going to get that summary at the end of the month. You know, you know, and you know, if there's for any reason there was a uh, contested charge or some fraud issues, I know I have some additional protections there. Um, for, you know, from the credit card company as well. So I, I that peace of mind of knowing that's there, the simplicity of knowing it's all going to be flowing through one, sh- you know, sheet um, kind of, uh, you know, makes my life a whole lot easier. It also helps when I do my yearly tax reporting and budgeting. Uh, I can go into my annual summary and export all the transactions to an Excel spreadsheet, and then I can sort them however I want, uh, and I can categorize them out however I want. Um, so it just makes my life a whole lot easier. Um, for newer uh, people kind of venturing out into the world, um, you know, using the credit card, if you do it responsibly, actually is another way to boost your credit score. So if you're kind of managing the amount of you spend on credit and you're paying your bills on time, you're generating uh, positive credit reports versus someone who's strictly living on cash. Um, there's no there's no accounting for it on your credit report. So um, you you have to take those things into consideration. Uh, the biggest challenge with credit cards, though, is, and I'm, I'm speaking more for credit cards than debit cards. So, you know, if a debit card is used, the, the the merchant still plays the fee, but as a consumer, you can't spend more than what's in your debit card, or you 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 can, uh, you know, a few times, and you might get some overdraft fees. But when you're using credit cards, um, the nice thing, like I said, is you get that float. So if you buy something on the first of the month you might not have to pay that bill for 30 or 45 days, depending on the, the cycle of when your credit card comes due. And as long as you pay the bill before that deadline, you don't pay any interest on those purchases. So, you know, if you you know keep the money in your checking account or your savings account that might be generating, you know, a few percentage points of interest and you pay your bills on time, you're kind of using that float to your advantage. Uh, the risk is it's a whole lot easier to spend with a credit card. Um, so if you're looking and you're at the register and you say, oh, I'll, I'll grab a few extra things, not a big deal. You know, my bill went from $42 to $48. You swipe the card. You don't even think twice about it. The bill comes, you have enough money in your bank account and you pay it. You don't even think twice about it. Um, but it's a whole lot easier to overspend. 
um, and kind of uh, you know not think about the purchases that you're making, which which actually I think is a is a reason why a lot of uh, small businesses might want to encourage people to use credit cards because they might tend to spend more when they're in their shopping, uh, which even though they're even though the the, the business is going to pay a small fee, they're going to get a, a bigger gross number. So they might as well have more revenue, even though they have to pay a smaller fee. Um, and then the other risk is for individuals that are maybe living closer to paycheck to paycheck or may have, you know, cash flow that's not as predictable. So maybe you work on commission or you have some bonuses that come in or you're doing, you know, you're in the gig economy where jobs are not exactly always lined up. Um, using your credit card could lead to a point where you can't cover the, the whole bill at the end of the month. And now you're carrying a balance and some of these interest rates can range, you know, uh, you know, in the low single digits to 27, 29%, depending on the, the store card you're using or if you've missed a payment ever. Um, and those interest payments uh, can add up quickly and they can be extremely punitive if you're not staying on track of it. So, you know, there, there's this argument of using a credit card. Uh, some people are, are very afraid of it. And I would say most people who are very afraid of using credit cards have parents who are very afraid of using credit cards. And a lot of that fear probably comes from making a, couple of bad decisions or having some store credit cards charging 29% interest that they didn't really understand. And they ended up, you know, buying the Sears vacuum in 1978 for $99 and paying over $300 over the course of that vacuum's life to buy that vacuum. So, you know, flash forward to, to where we are right now, um, you know, credit is a part of life. So understanding how to use it effectively is a, is a skill set that everybody will have to get more comfortable with. Um, so just saying I don't want to use credit cards because they're bad is is not exactly a helpful statement. Um, you have to understand, you know, the the relationship to credit and your credit score and your you know future goals like buying a house or a car or, or your first apartment. Um, so, but you also want to be very aware of the dangers of overspending on a credit card. So um, the other, you know, so if you kind of take that, if you're the type of individual that's very disciplined, you like having, you know, uh, access to your information, you're not going to overspend credit or debit card purchases usually tend to make the most sense. So even you know, though the vendor is paying a small fee, um, your life is much more organized, so you're shopping as you see fit, and it's going to, to work well for your budget and your planning. If you're the type of individual that uh, struggles with discipline or is nervous about those things, you know that's where using cash can be sometimes a little bit more advantageous. Um, and there's an old budget tool, we'll call it the envelope system, and I'm not sure exactly where it started or who started it. But you know, if you go back 40, 50, 60 years ago, before there was direct deposit, a lot of times you would get your paycheck at the end of the week or bi-weekly, you would take it to the bank, you'd cash the check, and then you'd take some cash out of the bank. And then you use that cash for your groceries, for your gas, for everything that comes along with it. Um, and the nice thing about using cash is you can never spend more than you have. You know, once the cash is gone, if you go to the register with zero dollars, they're not going to let you buy anything with zero dollars. So you can never kind of spend more than you have. Um, but it also can be stressful knowing that you want to buy things, but you don't have any money available at the time. But so the envelope system was basically said, well, if I get uh, $100 in my paycheck and I bring home $100 into the household, we're going to have a series of envelopes because, you know, we know we need to buy food and groceries every single week. And we've got, a, you know, uh, we've got a couple of things we have to do every single week. But then there's some things that, that come up 
occasionally that we want to be prepared for. So there's like the holiday envelope or the the vacation envelope or the oil tank refill, um, the insurance bill. So you might take $100 and you might put, you know, $3 in the vacation fund and $5 in the holiday fund and $10 in the oil and tax fund. And, you know, the rest, like the 40 or $50 might go into the groceries and gas fund. And the groceries and gas fund, that envelope is going to be emptied out every single week. And then it's going to replenish again and emptied out. Um, so that envelope system is kind of this novel idea around budgeting. So you basically say, well, once the envelope's empty, uh, I'm done for the week. So you might have an envelope for you know, going out or entertainment. And you once that envelope is empty, you don't go out anymore. You eat what's in the refrigerator or you skip that that movie, or you don't buy that that show ticket that you were thinking about buying. Um, so in in that type of situation, that envelope system is is a very effective way for people to understand their their spending habits, create some discipline around budgeting and kind of you know opportunity costs. Should I get that? Should I not get that? Um, and it also helps people think about those expenses that are not regular expenses. They come up every so often. That wedding, that 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 unexpected trip, the you know the the dental bill, whatever it may be. So using that kind of theory of envelope system, you know, and you don't necessarily have to use cash to do this because you don't want to have envelopes of cash lying all over your house. But you can do this through you know different sub accounts in your checking account or savings account or in any type of software if you're using like an Excel spreadsheet or a budgeting tool. Um, but having that checking and savings and maybe a third account where you're kind of using this envelope system can be an effective way to kind of manage your cash. Uh, the other thing is from a psycho psychological standpoint, if you're holding on to a $20 bill and you're looking at something that per purchase is $18, um, you know you've got enough money, but when you're holding that money, if you buy that thing, that money is no longer in your hand. So you've lost something versus if you see that thing for $18 and you have a credit card in your hand, you swipe the credit card, you're still physically holding the credit card. You don't actually, you haven't lost anything. You've really just gained something. Versus when you give the you know the the store owner your twenty dollar bill, you now only you have two dollars and you have this item, but you know you have there's this there's something that's kind of missing. You don't have the money anymore. So I do find that when people are using cash, their purchasing decisions tend to be a little bit more thought out. There's that one extra step. There's that tangible thing in your hand that says, is that thing really worth it? You know, is that end cap purchase really something I want? Do that? Do I need that squishy ball at the front of Target for an extra four dollars and ninety nine cents? And if it's just a swipe of a card, a lot of times you buy it. Um, but if it's you know a five dollar bill in your hand, maybe you say, ah, I don't think we need that today. We're gonna we're gonna skip that thing. Um, the other downside of having cash is sometimes you lose it. <laughs> so if you lose your credit card, you just call up and get another one. But if you if you drop a twenty dollar bill in the street, that money's gone forever. Or if you misplace something, uh, it's gone forever. So, you know, you have to, you know, kind of weigh the pros and cons as far as, you know, uh, for you, is it better to use a cash or credit? A lot of it comes down to your relationship with money, your confidence in, in um, your spending ability and your habits. You know, are you more of a, uh, you know, someone who's more apt to spend more than you make? Or are you someone who's more diligent in kind of, you know, you usually always have some extra money in the bank at the end of the month. So, you know, that decision might decide whether you maybe start using a little bit more cash for some expenses and trying to use that as a budgeting tool, or maybe you focus more on credit and, you know, for the ease of, of reporting and tracking. Um, 
So, you know, when it comes down to it, if you if you really want to support businesses, um, and, and I always say local businesses, which was the point of this article, um, you know, whether you use cash or credit, I'm not sure if it's going to make a huge difference because, like I said, they should have priced in the cost. Um, and if you're dealing with a lot of cash as a business owner, that might come with some added risks. Now you've got cash on the table. The business owner could lose the cash or there may be a, a greater chance of theft or misplacement, depending on you know who's handling the cash. Um, you also, uh, as a business owner, unfortunately, when you're dealing with a lot of cash and we've all seen these reports of you know, these cash only you know restaurants and things like that, that all of a sudden are being investigated for tax uh, fraud or tax evasion. Sometimes it's more tempting when you have a pile of cash that no one really knows about yet to maybe not tell the IRS about it, um, which we all know if you're you know, in a transactional business, cash should be reported just like credit card purchases. But sometimes there's that temptation to go, well, eh, maybe they won't know about it. Um, and that can lead down a, a whole nother or, or, or issue. So, you know, even though there's a little bit of a cost of having credit and, and things like that, um, you know, machines, sometimes it's sometimes the better discipline for the business because it's just as easy for them to track. It's easy for their tax reporting. It's easier for their bookkeeping. So I would say if you really want to sp support small business, shop small. So next time you're on Amazon, you know, if there's a local vendor or you can go somewhere nearby and get it, um, you know, for a similar price, or even if, even if you're paying a little bit more, if it's someone or a shop you know that's nearby, shop local. Um, if you're buying vendors, you know, so a lot of times we'll buy some tchotchkes or things for the office. Uh, we may go online to look for prices, but I usually try to find a local vendor, or a local printer uh, that will do the work because maybe we pay a little bit more. Usually it's pretty, pretty even through, after you kind of dig into all the expenses, some of the online vendors and shipping and things like that. But you know that person you know lives in your town or lives nearby, and you're going to see those dollars come back to you in one way or one way or another. Um, you could support your local chamber of commerce. So most small businesses are a member or involved with their local chamber by you know uh, being aware what the chamber's up to, or maybe supporting one of their causes. That's going to create some more advocacy and support for local businesses in your community. Um, and then the last thing, just keep your eyes open. You know, when you drive around, a lot of times we're focused on the road, and that's why I want your eyes focused. But you know, if you ever take a minute just to kind of look at the signage that's around you, there's probably 10 stores within a two or three square mile block of your house that you have no clue exist. Um, and those are, you know, small business owners that are working hard to create awareness of their business. But just just keep your eyes open, you know, notice a store, if you notice a grand opening, maybe stop in just to check it out. Um, and all those kind of steps will have a, a much greater impact in your communities, small business community, the, the, you know, the, the success of those businesses uh, than whether you use cash or credit. So um, I love the LinkedIn post. I thought it was a really fun read and it got me thinking about this episode. But when it comes to personal finance and the overall small business community, um, I think there's uh, probably, uh, whether you use cash or, or credit card is not going to be the driver of your success or their success. You really want to do what's right for you. So, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And once again, thanks for listening. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.